Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is the daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the Idiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills ministry office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for a morning such as this. We ask that your presence will be with us. I ask that you will manifest yourself to us. Manifest yourself as the God of fire. Manifest yourself as the God of miracles. Manifest yourself as the one who was and is and is to come. Manifest yourself in such a way that we will know that you are you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. As your word comes, let it find a place in our hearts, O God. I pray that every proud spirit will bow. That Satan will have no place here, but only the Spirit of God will have place. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church? I said, are you glad to be in church? Are you at peace in church? Amen. Wow. Wow. It's great. For the next two weeks, I'm going to be teaching you about a topic that is not much spoken of, but which is very, very related to your ability to do well in life. Amen. As the, I see you receiving generation. (laughs) Are you there? Ask your neighbor, who is the, I see you receiving. Mope, instant niyama. You like things that are just instant. Instant tea, instant coffee, instant what? Indomie, instant rice, instant fufu, instant what? What? Then? Quick loan. Ah! Everything. Instant. When they say no, we say yes. Are you there? And so some of you, you have brought this, your instant things into the house of God. And when you don't get an instant blessing and an instant yes from God and an instant something, then you begin to misbehave. Hey, because you imagine that God too is part of instant culture. But God, dear, what he has said is what he has said. He has not planned to change it regardless of which generation is there. Please push your neighbor and say, it's okay to drink instant coffee. But tell your neighbor, there's no instant God. There's no instant blessing of a certain type. Uh-huh. Amen. And that is why the topic that we're about to speak about is so important. Because it's one of the areas where people are failing big time. Yeah. We're failing. And so we need to correct it. And I'll be speaking to you this week. And it will continue next week. On the subject of honor. 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 Wow. Honor. (laughs) Let's begin by me reading to you a couple of scriptures. 
so that you understand that it's from the Bible. Because some of you, the way you are, you don't understand that it's in the Bible. You thought that the only scriptures in the Bible are the I see you receiving ones. It's not the only one. The receiving is inside, but other things are there. The word of God is totally balanced. It's a completely balanced meal. Carbohydrates, womb. Proteins, womb. Vitamins, womb. Are you there? Everything, some is inside. So you can't just take one part. Some of us, we are Christians, but we are like Kwashiorkor patients. Where the kabo, 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 kabo. Hey, you have eaten the fufu. Then there's plain, there's no soup on it. Then there's one crab. You just suck it and put it down. Chale protein free diets. <laughs> you have eaten the kenke. But it was one keta schoolboy. One keta schoolboy to this heavy kabo. Please ask your neighbor, is, your, is, your, is it balanced? Is it balanced? What you have? Your spiritual food, is it balanced? So let us begin with Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. So that you know that is in the Bible. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor. To whom honor. A very balanced scripture. It says that in this world you will owe some people something. Tribute is like taxes. Some people you must pay tax or so pay it. Uh-huh. Custom to whom custom. You can't just walk around the world as if things are the same everywhere. They aren't. And sometimes you get into a place and you must observe the custom. Insofar as it's not something that is directly fighting against your Christianity, you observe the custom. You day or you know day? Yeah. Tomorrow, myself and my team, we are embarking on some crusade somewhere. And as part of our preparations, we have had to send people, go to all the chiefs in the area, custom must be please some people are coming they're coming to preach on your land they're coming to proclaim jesus on your land we just came we want you to know we want you to know and whatever the custom is is if it is a bag of cola you just do it custom to whom custom are you there in fact if you go against it it can cost you i remember many years ago i was going to do a crusade somewhere and we knew what we were supposed to do but somehow my assistant took a shortcut (laughs) and he didn't go to the head of the area and they were setting up when the stone gatherers gathered hey and somebody told them you guys you better sort yourselves out yeah and they had to retrace their steps and go and do the proper thing when the proper thing is done, even if somebody is against, they can't do anything about it because the custom has been observed. As you came, you asked permission, please, we are coming to do this here. Some of you just move around. That's the sermon for another day. Fear to whom fear? Are you surprised that God is saying that some people, you must fear them? Yeah. There's a scripture that says that if I am your master, where is my fear? So some people, you must give them fear. Just say, out of fear of you, we will not misbehave. You see. Thank you for giving me the scripture. 
if the middle of Malachi 1 6, if I be a master, where is my fear? Are you seeing it? And look at the beginning. A son honoreth his father. It's, it's a statement. It's not if his father is good. It's not if his father is kind. It's not if his father is an honorable man. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Amen. So it's biblical. And we will confirm it by another scripture. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Let them be worthy of what? Double honor, not of insults. As a nation, a very blessed nation, we have cursed ourselves with the insults that we have sent to the men of God. And pastor, but I don't agree with what my friend, is it everything you agree with in the world? If you don't agree, change the channel. If you don't agree, just change where you are. It's, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Next year we'll be voting. When we vote, you put your vote where you, you want it to be. That's it. That's your kokromoti power. You use it. Finish. Are you in the house? But don't get into the place where you begin to dishonor. And this is the generation that is really making a mark in dishonoring. Unless you don't know what's going on on the social media. So don't be a part. Don't be a part. Because the scripture is very explicit that as regarding the elders, it's talking to the church. As talking to them, that those who teach in word and doctrine, they are worthy of double honor. And so, so pastor, what about those who have gone off? Excuse me, when you go to the hospital and the nurse dealing with you has gone off, you go and sack her. Do you have the power to sack her? Can you do anything? Uh, that's why you're able to move away. But when it's man of God, you think that you are entitled to be talking. Allow me to talk about honor. Hallelujah. Honor. And I'm preaching today from Bishop Dag's new book, Those Who Honor You. Those Who Honor You. Hallelujah. And you see, there was a time when we were preaching that you would, you would almost hide that, oh, I've taken a topic from a book because of the dishonor. And so they are not preaching the Bible again. What sermon have you heard from here that scriptures are not inside? The book, the chapters begin with the scripture. Every chapter. They continue with scripture. Every point in the scripture. But if you knew so much scripture, your life would have been different. And that's why we need to get the books. Yes. Even Paul said that, hey, when you are coming, bring my books and my parchments. Even he, he read. He read. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 2. A mega prayer warrior. Mega prayer warrior and prophet. The Bible says that I, he understood by reading the books of Jeremiah. The times that he was in. If he hadn't read, he would have made a major mistake. He was about to pray for his people. The people had been under serious bondage for many years. And when you are under affliction, you want to break, you want to bind, you want to roll away. Do you understand what I mean by break, bind, roll away? (laughs) No, that's what you do. You are under affliction in the name of Jesus. Satan will bind. But when he read the book... Then he understood that God was angry with them. That this was not a breaking, binding prayer. And that's why he now began to say, Oh God, we are sorry. Have mercy on us. Forgive us. We have sinned against you. I'm standing on the behalf of my father. And behalf of my... And I'm saying we are sorry. 
we have sinned look at it there and committed iniquity this is what you should be praying meanwhile you are there i bind i break i roll away my family machine gone who nothing it wouldn't have done anything because in this particular instance it was god who was angry with them and the issue was god was with god by reading he understood hallelujah so allow us we are privileged to have a prophet and pastor who writes books and gives them to us to understand yeah yeah hallelujah and that's why today i'm talking about honor god expects that you will give honor to whom honor is due the first person that you honor is the father god the father himself you see when you honor something you bring life into that relationship and in first samuel chapter 2 and verse 30 god says something wherefore the lord god of israel says i shall indeed that my house and the house of your father should walk before me forever but now the lord saith be it far from me for them that honor me i will honor and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed amen so when you honor god you honor god by putting him and his things first yes you honor God by putting his things first. Are you there? You dishonor God when you put him last. And there are some of you who give God only what you don't need. You give him only what doesn't matter to you. Oh, say we are here at the beginning of semester. There's not much pressure. That's why some of you are here. As soon as pressure comes that's when we'll see whether you really honor God or you don't when in the middle of all the pressure you wake up and you say I'm going to take this time that I always give to God it is for God, it doesn't change we will still be seeing you here yeah we'll still be seeing you here, you come, I'm coming to church the only difference is that Charlie, you use the time very what's the word wisely after church, no meetings we couldn't fear here we have come we have done yeah but you will see people small pressure no they don't know god again small pregnancy no we don't know god again are you there hallelujah amen are you there tell your neighbor you must honor god the father you must honor god the father hallelujah many of you honor your family more than god some uh, some husbands you honor your wife more than god some wives you honor your husband more than god is it true or is not true yeah and Eli found out the very hard way that God doesn't appreciate it. You should be very careful about honoring other things more than you honor God. Don't even do it. God, he has to be number one. Number two, honor Jesus. It will give life to your relationship with him. Honor Jesus. Are you in the house? Honor Jesus. Oh, but I've been honoring him. I've been singing to him. 
I've been talking to, I'm giving you a scripture. Matthew 10, 40. He that receiveth you, he was talking to those, those he was sending, his men of God, his disciples. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. He that receiveth me, receiveth them, him that sent me. In other words, if you honor a pastor, somebody sent to you by God, he considers that you have honored him. If you dishonor him, Jesus considers himself dishonored. Hey. Did you know that? Yeah. But it's not the only one. I'm showing you how to honor the things he considers as being honored. You see, if I send somebody to you, those of you who are in the habit of insulting those who come and call you, I sent them all. So you have dishonored me. Yeah. It's only that you didn't get me to insult. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Are you there? Another way that you can honor Jesus is by honoring other Christians. In Matthew 25 verse 40, he says, The king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Are you seeing it? So when you are doing something, a kindness that you do to another brother, another sister of the Lord, not knowing that Jesus takes it that you have done it to him. Those of you who are in the habit of beating little children, be careful. Be careful, pa. Be careful. Many people have done things and then they have discovered that Sunday it was Jesus that they were fighting against. Saul was moving around, arresting Christians as we have come to church. And then they come and arrest you. Then they take you there. Take, hey! Arresting people. <laughs> are you there? <laughs> Not knowing. Acts chapter 9. He was going on his way to Damascus to go and arrest a few more Christians. And suddenly, a light shone on the road there. And he said, hey, who is that? Who is that? And Jesus said, it is me, Jesus, that you are persecuting. He thought he was catching some women and some men. Keke. Hey. When you become a landlord, eh, I see some people owning properties. Amen. When you become a landlord, when you become a landlady, remember what I'm saying to you. Because people will come to you. Churches will come to you. Please, I need your place to do this and that. Don't handle it as handling individuals. Be careful. Be careful. Because you will turn around and suddenly it's God. You, it's Jesus that you were persecuting. Are you there? I am reminded of a story I just heard from a friend of mine, a man of God in the city. I was so encouraged by the story. He had bought a large piece of land and he was building his church. The church was big and there was no other car park space, nothing, as they were building. But there was an empty plot of land beside him. And one day, he tried to buy the land and the person said, I won't sell. Then one day, the person called him. When he got to the meeting, the guy had gathered his friends in the city. Ogbishos or Bontius. Are you there? To come and judge the matter. <laughs> Whether he should sell this land or not. And the man said, look, somebody stood up and said, no, 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 no. There was a church near my house. I took them to court. I've removed them. He doesn't know that this is Jesus he has sacked from there. He doesn't know. But as things went on, a certain man who was also in the meeting rose up and said, you know, these guys seem to be decent people. They came to you. Not that you went to them. They came to you. Because you see, when a church is near your house, 
It's real. It's real. No, it's true. We'll be praying in the night. We'll be singing. I mean, if you are the neighbor, if there was a house there, as you have no peace from 7.30 on Sunday morning, tell, tell, tell. Yeah. Are you there? So, they wanted to buy the next land so that at least there'll be peace and they can use it as their car park. Then to cut a long story short, eventually, the discussion turned in favor of the church. And the man called a price and said that this is what he wants for the land. But it was clear he didn't want to sell the land. He told the pastor, I had in my heart a dream house that I want to build. But he felt that, okay, let me sell it. The pastor later on went to see him and they negotiated how payments would be done. And the pastor told me, he said, even when he went to him with the last payment, he could see that the thing had pained the man. It pained him because he had a dream in his heart. He told the man, God will not forget your kindness to us. As you have helped us and we've got this land, it is the work of God you are helping and God will remember you. The pastor told me that time passed. And one day, he met the man by chance, right in the city. And the man saw him, said, Sofo, I was coming to look for you. He said, do you know something? Just as you said, oh, look, I was going something, something, something. My dream house, I saw it already built. Somebody has built it. They were selling it. And out of what you gave me, I've paid for it. In fact, I was looking for you to come and dedicate my house. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. What had happened? By helping the work of God, the people of God, it was Jesus he had honored. And Jesus honored him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you honor Jesus when you help the body of the believers. Number three, I'm just talking to you about honor. You see, honoring people, honoring things. When you honor, you cause the relationship to be good. You cause the relationship to be sweet. It gives life to that relationship. Amen? When you honor God the Father, your relationship with him is improved. You honor Jesus the Son, your relationship with him is improved. And when you honor number three, the Holy Spirit, your relationship with him gets some life. Amen? Are you there? In a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is it three gods? Hey. You yourself, that you are there, spirit, soul, and body, are you three? Don't let me go there. Don't let me go there today. <laughs> Don't let me go there. Each part of you has what helps you. Your body, you eat and you sleep for your body. Your soul, where your mind and emotions are, that's what you are building as you have come to care is USD. And your spirit, the side inside you, the part of you that is born again, that is what is being fed as you have come here this morning. And as you open your Bible to read, you can't tell me that it is three separate people. It's you, but it is three separate parts of you, but that are still one. So also, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one, but they also have their own personalities and what it is that appeals to them. Don't mix it. Now, when we talk about an anointing, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 28, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. He anointed him with the Holy Ghost. So, anywhere you see anointing, you can put Holy Spirit there. Amen. One of the people who honored the Holy Spirit was King David. 
King David, he honored the Holy Spirit. He recognized the Spirit. Even when he had sinned against God in his prayer in Psalm 51, he said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. He honored that. It's like, I have done wrong. I'm asking you, cast me not away from your presence, oh God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. He honored the Holy Spirit. Are you here? And throughout 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, we see David growing up and he began to honor the anointing. When Saul, his father in ministry, if you like, as the one who brought him into the palace and mentored him and taught him what it is to be a king, as Saul fell away from God and misbehaved, seven separate times in the Bible, David had an opportunity to fight back. And each time, his reason for not fighting back, he said, far be it from me to touch the Lord's anointed. Insofar as the Holy Spirit, the anointing has come on this man, even though he's doing wrong, even though he seeks my life, even though he wants to kill me, even though he doesn't like me, I will not touch him. The Lord's anointed. And in so doing, it was an honor to the Holy Spirit. And because of that, he has been honored. In case you don't know, King David was a master adulterer, but we don't remember. When we say King David, that's not the first thing we remember. He is remembered for the Psalms that he wrote. Oh, he wrote the Psalms, I tell you. He really wrote the Psalms. He's remembered for that. He's remembered more than any king of Israel. He's remembered. Yeah. Stable. A stable kingdom. The Holy Ghost also honored him back. Amen. He said, Saul, he said, I will never touch the Lord's anointed. And you, you're not as popular and as honorable as King David. You are not afraid. I said, you are not afraid. Some of you, you are so arrogant. You have the terimity to where you are talking about your man of God. You even call the person by his first name. Amen. Are you in the house? Yeah. That's what he's remembered for. The sweet things and the good things. Not because he was a perfect man. He made mistakes, many of them. But he's remembered as a major man and the bible says that jesus the kingdom of jesus is built upon the kingdom of david wow hallelujah amen so the honoring of god the father son and holy spirit many of us can relate to that but where we begin to go off is when this honor now is coming to a human being and that is when we become funny and that is when we begin to say that uh, is the man god you see, there was a time in Jesus' life, in Mark chapter 6, when Jesus was walking around on this earth. I beg you, eh? he was the son of God, though, but he was also the son of man. The Bible says he had put aside his Godhead when he came. So he was walking around as a human being. He ate and he slept and he, 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 he did all the things human beings do. I'm sure he brushed his teeth. I'm sure he was hungry. One time he sent them to buy food. He must have been hungry amen normal 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 things and yet in his own town in mark chapter 6 we can read from the scriptures where the people began to you see initially in mark 2 and 3 initially 
they were quite astonished at his preaching and they were they thought oh this man can really preach oh then somewhere along the line somebody some of you have to be very careful oh somebody suddenly remember that ah but this guy was he not the carpenter that we called when we were making these boxes on the on the stage that he should come and do was he not the carpenter was he not the carpenter? <laughs> hey, the person suddenly remembered. Then somebody said, "Eh, hey, his brother James Cry is my classmate too." Yeah. Ah, his sisters cry. Are they not the ones we were fetching water from the borehole with? So how come this man? What is he saying? And, and then the Bible says they were offended at him. Now their attitude dishonored God. It dishonored Jesus. And they paid for it. Because, verse, verse 4, he then said something. A prophet is not without honor. Except, but in his own country. In other words, a prophet should have had honor. But as he's walking in his own country, among his own king and his own house, there is no honor. And verse 5 now tells us, and he could there do no mighty work. Say that he laid his hands upon a few people and heal them Jesus oh Jesus anointed to heal people and he was really doing things but when he reached people who dishonored him that was it he couldn't do much more that was just it are you there hey interestingly in the same chapter verse 6 further down just a few verses down he sent out his um, disciples and he sent them to strangers and they went and when they went they were able to go and do miracles people they said demons came out of people the anointed people with all the toxic were became healed strangers but those who knew him those who were there because of their dishonor and it is the reason why many pastors it is when they go out that they know that they are called it's true Suddenly they begin to see the manifestations that they don't see in their own churches. Because their churches are full of familiar people who do not know that number four, you honor your prophet and it will give life to your relationship with that prophet. Yeah, honor your prophet. In this church we have one prophet, his name is Bishop Dag. If you honor him, eh, you'll be blessed. You don't honor him, it's your loss. Yeah, it's your loss. Many years ago, he preached a sermon. He was teaching some people. And he taught them. And one of the things he said, it was in that country, was that, Charlie, you guys, don't take loans. If you take a loan, it will become something to you. The people felt that, ah, is it not pastor that you are? What is this? Uh, well, what do you know about banking and about mortgage and about... In fact, immediately he left the town those who didn't have mortgage they went and did some collected mortgage for their houses years have passed down the line and those same people now testify that they are in debt that they can't move that they can't do anything it was a prophet speaking but they didn't receive it when you come to this church you should just be careful yeah 
you see every single week that's why we try to have the screens now those of you one day we'll get a video you'll be able to watch the whole thing from where you are sitting amen we'll get the video camera but for now we try to take all of us at the end of the service why do you think we 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 try to (coughs) project the communion there that's our prophet speaking and i just thought to myself "Ah, we too we should hear those words and you will see that as you hear those words those blessed you see that you are blessed but if you take it out it will not be anything it will be nothing if you take it out it will be something it will be something next week you hear the testimony of somebody who took it to be something and it became something yeah but when he says not anything it becomes nothing to you it becomes nothing to you amen many people whose destiny is that they should be rich they become poor because they dishonor their prophet are you there they don't take their words his words as anything wow if you honor your prophet the things that he says will manifest as something in your life amen oh i said amen next one number five honor your fathers both biological and spiritual honor them honor your fathers Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Now what's the promise? That it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Amen. Many people stand in the place of a father as regards you, and you will do well to honor them. Many times I get the question, but what if my father is not doing? Please, did you see any condition there? Did you see honor the father who treats you well? Did you see honor the father? No, it's just, it's just there. So just do. Just do. I'll talk to you about what exactly how to honor. There are different ways to honor. Are you there? But some of you, if you have lifted your hand against your biological or spiritual father, I suggest to you that you need to repent seriously. Because it carries with it its own curse. No, it's a curse. It's lying down. You, nobody needs to curse you. You have done it yourself. The curse was lying down. And you came and passed over it. Lord, it's fine. The scripture for me. The one who dishonors his father, the birds of the air shall pluck out his eyes. It's lying there. Do you understand? It's lying there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in this church? Many people are standing in the place of a father and they are ministering to you. And as they minister to you, receive their ministration. Hallelujah. As the ministration of a father. You cannot be fatherless. If you are fatherless, it's your choice. Yeah. But my father is dead. If you look, God has given you another father. But whether you have received that father, that's the issue. That's the issue. I'm reminded of a young lady who never knew her father. And this young lady, any time that her male comes and she wants to feel sorry for herself, she'll start crying. And one day, and this young lady was living in a home where there were parents. Mother and father were there and they treated her like a daughter. But every once in a while, she'll start crying over this father she never knew. One day she came to me and said that she has heard that her father is from some village in Burkina, so she wants to go. Something, and I realized that the nonsense was becoming, okay, there's the scripture. The eye that mocketh at his father. And despises to obey his mother. The ravens of the valley shall pluck it out. And the young eagles shall eat it. And that's why there are some people, they can't find their way in life. That's what it means. They are taking your eyes out. Hey, But as knowledge comes today, may wisdom come your way. May you repent of it. Amen. 
back to my story. So this young lady, every day when she feels like feeling a bit melancholic, she'll start mourning. And I said, ah, but God has given you a father. And I said, today is your life. Then I asked her, where did your father meet your mother? In some village. I said, if your father had been alive, be it known unto you, you would have been a village girl. You'd have stayed in the village. By this time, you'd have been married to a toothless allergy. Do you understand? You'd have been the youngest wife fetching water for all the others. It was the last day she cried about the matter. Amen. Because God gives you fathers. And for some of you, your spiritual father is also like a, a, a replacement father. And you will do well. You will do well to heed. To heed your father. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Yeah. And, but what if my father, I don't like him. Did you hear the word like? I have not used the word like. There's no word there about liking. You just honor. That's all. You just honor. If you like your father, it's all the better. But if you don't, honor. That's all. And you will be amazed at what will happen. And some of these people are your spiritual fathers. And when you walk where you should walk, you see there are some of you, it looks like it's a man who's just telling you, come and do this. Come and be part of this. But you don't understand that that person is a spiritual father to you. One of these days, I'll have the opportunity to preach to you about the nine fathers of your life. Yeah. By the time you go through your life, you discover that God has given you fathers who are at every stage of your life. Some of you, the, one of the fathers is the one who led you to Christ. That's a father. And you do well to honor that person. If he's somewhere, you know where he is. Occasionally, you send the person a message. Occasionally, you thank the person. Christmas time, you send them something. Amen. You may have become more than them now. But if they have not led you to Christ, you will not even have started on the journey. Yes, yes. Let's be serious. Remember them. Hey. Are you in the house? The way you are quiet, I'm wondering what you are thinking. <laughs> every time, <laughs> every time we talk about fathers, the whole room becomes very spooky and funny. Just obey the scripture. Yeah, just obey the scripture. Hallelujah. The next one. Honor your pastor. It will give life to your relationship with your pastor. Amen. Again, in this church, we are one flock with one shepherd, with one pastor. The rest of us who stand here, we are just what? Local staff. <laughs> we are the local staff. By accepting us, you have accepted the father who is over us. Amen. Or the pastor who is over us. But the Bible says in 1 Peter 5.17, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Amen. And in Hebrews 13.17, it says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable to you. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing it? I'm reading another scripture. John 5, 23. That all men should honor the son, even as they honor the father. He that honoreth not the son, honoreth not the father, which sent him. Amen. So when you are there, you, you are to give honor and recognition, double honor, to those who teach you in the word and doctrine. Now, in this house, some of you are taught the word by other people who look like students to you. Mm. Say, oh, that's my center daleta. Not daleta, my center daleta. If you reject your center director, 
you have rejected me. If you reject me, you have rejected Bishop Dag who sent me. And if you reject him, you have rejected Christ who sent him. So be careful. Be careful. Ah, But the principle is there in the Bible. I've read it from the scripture for you. So be careful. Be careful. You thought he was just your classmate. But the truth of the matter is that what the person is doing, you can't do. We should just give you a chance to do one. Just one. You will see how your niece will be visiting each other. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful. Now, so we have the center directors. We also have a resident pastor. That's Pastor Shong. And he has a team of pastors with him. And you should not be found wanting. And saying that, but this young man, what does he know? You too, what do you know? Whatever it is, he knows something more that you don't know. That's why he's there. Uh, he is Sister Joy's son. That's why he's there. Really? When you were coming to the church, did you see a signboard, Joy Bruce and Sons? There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Are you there? <laughs> so let's be serious. Tell your neighbor, let's be very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Before you came, you see, you have come to meet a church that's sitting here. When I came to this church, there were only about 23 people here. And the church was half the size that it is. And so, as you have come, understand that a lot of things have happened before you came. Yeah. Yeah. Things have happened here to give you a place to sit down. Yeah. And to put a roof over your head. So, don't dishonor. I consider it a dishonor when I'm preaching and you're walking around. It's a dishonor. Because as one is putting the preaching together, it's not very easy. All those who preach will tell you, it is not, it is not, it is not one hour of studying that brings one hour of preaching. No. Not at all. If you like, I can give you the book and give you a couple of eyes to read. Then you come and preach and let's see. Come and preach and let's see. So I consider it a serious dishonor when the word of God is being preached and you are chatting among yourself you are a badly brought up child I don't mind if you are 40 years old it is an insult when the word is coming and you are sleeping please for those who are past 55, 60 years old there's a natural sleep that comes and goes that's not what I'm referring to I'm talking to you Young people in the prime of your lives whose eyes should be open. You see, just as I'm speaking, that's one going. That's one going. <laughs> yeah. You just wake up, then you're going, it's dishonor. And maybe nobody told you where you came from. That's how you have been behaving. Correct it. Correct it. Doesn't matter who you are, anywhere that you go, that the word of God is being preached, you humble yourself and you just. Humble yourself. Respect that person who is preaching. Hey. The church is quiet. Hey, in this church, when you go there, then they'll be facing, facing you. It is those who are loved who are chastised. I would not be a proper person if I didn't tell you the truth. Yeah. Amen. Mm. I'm reading. I'm reading. 
double honor is to reward a person with twice as much as he should have received for his input to dishonor someone is to fail to reward him or to pay him adequately for his great contribution inputs and his worth in your life honor is important to prevent ingratitude and forgetfulness god does not like people who forget things that have been done for them and ingratitude kills relationships hallelujah we are in our season in this church when we honor the prophet and the pastor that God has given to us. Next week Sunday is our Galatians 6, 6 Sunday as we call it. Amen. In many other churches, they know it as pastor's appreciation. And first love, we have one pastor. Are you there? And Galatians 6, 6 says, let him that is taught in the word communicate. Please unto him that teacheth in all good things and then verse 7 it says but be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap i have a feeling that these two verses are deliberately put together by god next week sunday is the sunday we have set aside across all first love churches in which we bring a special offering that we send to our prophets let me explain to you if i had my way i would have taught you the different things about honoring what there are two ways to honor you can honor somebody who needs it you can also honor somebody who doesn't need it so this honor is not because he needs it he's not a poor man uh-huh okay so that's not why we do it. We do it because we want to honor. And we are doing it to counter so much cases that have fallen our way by the dishonor that we have brought upon ourselves in different ways. Are you there? Yeah. You know, I've been in this church before when we have announced that it is Pastor's Appreciation Day and because of that, people didn't come to church. As far as I can see, the only people who lost were themselves. Themselves, Yeah. And so I want to say to you that next week as you are coming, it's not an, in fact, we don't even count that offering because it's not ours. It's not for the church. We just put together everything that comes, but you the one who brought it. It goes as it is. As it is. That's how we send it. I'm also collecting my own. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Those of you who've been in this church for some time, I hope you have done better than just waking up tomorrow to pull two 20 cities together. You should know better. I'm sharing this message for those who have not had the opportunity to hear it before. But we honor the prophet of our house. We do it. And we do it happily. Because where you are sitting, Christ, because of him. The pastor who stands in front of you, myself, is because of him. Pastor Shong is because of him that he's a pastor. Yeah. It was certain moves that were made. That's how come he's a pastor. The roof over your head is because of him. So the fact that he's not standing here should not remove from us who he is. Are you there? And these peoples, why are they worshipping their father? You are a street child who does not understand what it is. No, when you are a street child, you don't know what it is to have a father in the house. Do you understand? When you are a street child and you see a child who is in the house and his father is running, his father is coming, the child is saying, Hey, daddy, daddy, you don't understand. You say, Oh, what is that? The thing is that it's you who is a street child who doesn't understand. Uh-huh. But by the grace of God, God doesn't want to have any street children. Allow yourself to be brought closer and to be taught. And to be taught. And the teaching is that honor him next week i I am not just taking an offering i want it to be an honorable offering do you understand 
when you have 10 cities and you bring 6 cities you have honored the person who you give the 6 cities when you have 10 cities and you bring the 10 cities it's even a sacrifice to you and you have honored the person but when you have a thousand cities and you bring 10 cities it's, a, it, it, it's what? please ask your neighbor it's what? even an orange seller you give them to 10 cities yeah, don't, don't bring yourself <laughs> yeah are you there? So I want you, that's why I'm preaching it today, so that by next week Sunday, I mean, you've had time to pray about it and think about it and plan it. Amen. Me, I start my planning from the beginning of the year. Oh, yes. It's not the only time I, do, I plant that seed. Because, because it's a very important thing. As you honor, you also reap the rewards of honor. I really wish I could have gone through that list. Maybe next week I'll add it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> before i talk about the rewards of honor let me quickly talk to you about the ways how to honor somebody i'm going to quickly go through the list number one you do it by thinking properly about the person like in jesus case when he went they were thinking about him as a carpenter if they had thought about him as a man of god among them they should have done something better they would have thought of him better you do it also by acknowledging the person are you there Number three, by adapting to the person. So when the person comes, the person says, I want to do this. I want to do that. Many of you who call me, I tell you that I don't like phone calls. Yeah, because I'm always doing something. Send it by WhatsApp. Then you want to call me because it's convenient for you. It's inconvenient to me. So so send the WhatsApp. I mean, I don't like WhatsApp. Ah, But you are the one trying to contact me. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You are not with me. You don't know what my life is. Yeah, you don't know what is going on. Sometimes I'm in places, I'm preaching from morning till night. I take a break and I continue. Then you are now calling me. But if you send me a WhatsApp, no matter what, I will read it. That's why some who WhatsApp me, they can tell you 2 a.m. they get an answer. Yeah. Those who even irritate me are the ones who say that, oh, I was calling but you were sleeping. <laughs> the next one <laughs> by paying attention by paying attention to the person's words I think that we are really privileged in this house because we have what we call the podcast you can listen to Bishop Dag's words at any time anytime, anywhere we have the books get them and read them it's an honor to the person and it is interesting because he doesn't receive one Ghana CD for each book yeah not even one not even one dollar yeah not even one dollar are you there but as you get the book it is an honor to him that his children are reading his words yeah some of you are waiting until you get a free book it is no honor to you <laughs> and number six the way in which you can honor the person is with your substance and that's the one that we want to employ or engage in next week because we just want to you know send something hallelujah are you with me are you going to put something in a a proper envelope put your name on it he doesn't know you you put your name on it it has an identity because we will just pack it just like that some of you when you're coming there you find a dirty envelope oh 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 find a proper envelope amen 
we'll try and have a few available, but I promise you, I cannot have 1,300 envelopes ready, please. So remember, get your envelope, put your offering in. It's even all part of the honoring that I remember that Galatians 6, 6 is next week. And me, I wanted to honor him by sending him, but do you know what he likes? Eh? We don't know. That's why somebody sent him a pair of blue boxer shorts. Do you know whether he wears boxer shorts and do you know whether he likes blue? And it's even, it's even rude. <sighs> How can you send a man of God a pair of boxer shorts? Oh, it's very sad. Oh, he told you that he was short. He doesn't have some. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? And believe me, there are rewards for honoring. One of the rewards that you experience is supernatural power. Amen. And a lot of miracles because the person's, when the person speaks, you actually receive it as a miracle. You've honored the person and you receive it back. Are you there? Yeah. Honoring also gives you personal access to the person. I know of people that our father has never known, but the kind of honor that was brought has made him wonder, who is that? He himself tells a story of going to a great man of God's church. And he went to give an offering because he had learned so much from that man of God. And the next day, he was just one of thousands of people in the program. And they came and called him, come and greet the man of God. And for the first time, he shook the hands of Kenneth Hagan, the person he calls his spiritual father, from whom all that he does today has come. Yeah, it was just from an honor that he did. Do you think the man needed his, his few dollars? Not at all. He was a very wealthy man by the time he was dying because God takes care of his own. Hallelujah. But whatever it is, as you honor, you receive more than people who do not honor. There are people in this church, it is your dishonor that has made you not receive anything. Yeah. But as you honor, you realize that you receive. I don't want to say so much more because I have to end. But I want to say to you that this church has been blessed by Bishop Dag in so many ways. He doesn't need to come and be walking here for that blessing to be here. The anointing that flows in this house is from him. Every single message we stand here, I, don't, I never stand here to preach my own message. I don't have one. Yeah. Are you there? Every message, it comes from what he has been taught. Direct, direct, direct. Yeah. Next week, Sunday, we'll hear another. It's like that. So you have been impacted, whether you know it or you don't know, whether it's direct or it's not direct. And next week, Sunday, Galatians 6, 6 Sunday, we're going to be putting something together to honor him. Hallelujah. 6th October, 2029. He has thousands of children all over the world. We're all going to be doing it. But I want you to put your heart into what you give. You know how some people say, oh, after all, he doesn't know me. So I said, no, no, it's a spiritual thing you are doing. That's why I've taken my time to speak to you about honor. Amen? Hey, honor your father. He's our spiritual father. We all, that's where we came from. If he hadn't been there, there would have been no first love. Don't, Don't joke. Don't joke at all. Don't joke. And some of you, if there had been no first love, by this time, Sunday morning. Yeah. You know where you would have been. Yes. You know where you would have been. You came to know Christ because somebody shared him with you. Somebody has invited you and called you to church. Yeah. And though it may look like nothing to you, if you like remove the church from there. America, they removed the church from there. And today, their children are like monsters. 
Yeah, somebody is going to church, put a gun in his bag. Just, it's, 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 it's shocking because of the absence, the removal of God from his place. May it not be our story. I said, may it not what? Be our story. Out of whatever you have, please don't go and take a loan, I beg you. We don't take loan here. Don't steal. There's no honor in stolen goods. It's a crime. Yeah. But out of what you have, right from your heart, you may even have to, it may have to be a sacrifice that you feel. Put it together and we'll send it to our Father. Stand to your feet. <clears throat> For a moment, you want to pray. Some of you, you have dishonored your biological father. And some have dishonored their spiritual father. You want to just bow down your head. And you want to ask God to forgive you. To forgive you the hard words you have said. The insults that you have said. You see, the person wasn't there, but God heard them. Maybe some of the difficulty in your life currently is from that. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Two minutes, just pray. Oh yes, Maluma da Briba Sande Ramadia. Rekamanamanama Sindelebrebe. Mokimeneme, Mokimenemenama. Mandibre Sendelebrebe. Rekamalama Sandelebrebe. Some of you, it is God you have not honored. But you want to honor Him from now. You want to honor God. Lift up your voice and pray. Roma Saminama, Mikama Lemoshan de Reperebe, Mikomanama Sida Bradaba, Melemosanamanimanama Senderebe, Rekamaloma Mama, Mina Mama Mama, Sandele Menemeneme, Munama Sende, Rebekanda Rabia, Rebakanamanama Sandele, hey, Malurie, Rekondo Mose, Zimanamanama Sanderebe, Rekamanana. Those of us who we have not honored God. It doesn't honor God when you just throw at him your spare time. It doesn't honor God when you come to church once out of four weeks. Once in a term. It doesn't honor God when you come into his house and your mind is on other things and you're doing other things. It does not honor God when you put him as last on your ladder of things. It doesn't honor Jesus when you don't give your life to him the honor that you can give to him is the honor of your life he shed his blood for you and you are here you have not given your life to Jesus then it is a dishonor you have made him shed his blood in vain he shouldn't have shed it if that is what you are going to do but he did shed it and so if you are here this afternoon and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ I want to give you an opportunity to honor him by giving him your life if you are here you know that you are not born again you know that if Jesus were to come now it may be a dicey issue you will not go to heaven you know in fact you are afraid to die because you know that you are not going to heaven today you can change it and as every head is bowed and every eye is closed I want you to lift up your right hand. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Just lift up your hands. We're going to pray together. God bless you. I see the hands. I see the hands dotted all over. I see the hands. Step out of where you are and come. We want to pray together. Just come.
step out and come. God bless you as you come. Step out of where you are and come. one standing here this morning I pray that your hand will be stretched out towards them let their lives change as they come to honor you with their lives they have given you their lives bless them they have given you their lives they have honored you with it Lord honor them help them and let it be well with them in the mighty name of Jesus and all the saints shall say amen and amen We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Aydiasi. God richly bless you. We brought joy to my soul.